Hey y'all, welcome to Melanin University. It's your boy Malcolm. You can find me at just underscore Malcolm underscore. We're here today to bring in some new topics and I have my other co-host here. Hey, this is Chelsea. You can reach me at at rockinmjays. That's R-O-C-K-I-N-D-3-M-J-A-Y-S. Hi, this is Dakeisha. You can catch me on IG or Twitter at GodivaKiki. G-O-D-I-V-A-K-E-K-E. -E. And this is Cassie. You can find me at underscore Cassie underscore. Okay, well, class is now in session, bitches. So today we want to get into a nice little topic. You know, it is Valentine's Day. And um, what does Valentine's Day mean, y'all? Well, I'm single. So Valentine's Day means self-love for me. I want to concentrate on... Me. Just giving me. myself more love. <laughs> and I don't know, just dishing out love to the people that I care about doesn't necessarily have to be a uh, a romantic interest. Right, just right, somebody right. in my 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 circle. Y'all my circle, so I give love to y'all. So happy Valentine's <laughs> Day to everyone at the table. <laughs> well, y'all can call me the pessimist of the group because I personally feel like Valentine's Day is a scam. It, it's like, <laughs> It's a whole scam. It's a whole scam. I feel like, um, you know, you should celebrate love for the, with the people you love every day um, and not restrict it to just one day where you're forced to buy stuff. So I can agree with that. Yeah, I concur. It's just another day to me where I have to go buy stuff for my kids to take to their classmates. <laughs> That's it. It's another day. Like, you should show love all year round. Like, why I got to go buy candy and cards? For some little kids that I don't even know, I don't even know my, my child even like these kids. So <laughs> I just wait for the candy to go on sale tomorrow. Right. Now when the candy drop and yeah. the prices drop, then I know love. <laughs> <laughs> I have self-love and indulgence of chocolate. Exactly, exactly. Well, since we, you know, we established that diving into like, you know, Valentine's Day, how it happens in relationships. Um, with our channel, we want to focus on the black experience with all of this. And I just, I'm interested to see, like, how has black love been for you guys? Like, how have you experienced love within your own relationships or past relationships? Who wants to be the first one to go? <laughs> you know, well, actually, you know what? Let me just start it off. Because I, well, not, well, I'm newly single. Uh, the black love experience for myself, of course, is ups and downs. Like, you know, there's always things that you wish that you can change for the better inside of your relationships. Um, I think one thing that we need to do as black couples, if even if your relationship didn't work, it's always good to sit down and analyze it. Realize the things that you did wrong, the things that could have been better right. and how you're going to make your next relationship, you know, better. Yeah, because I feel like, uh, you know, just in general, you know, I don't feel as though many people take accountability in relationships. And I feel like that's a that's a big part of learning and growing into something else. Um, you guys? I feel like a lot of it has to do with respect as well. Like, you have mm. to respect each other, you know, respect boundaries, because people can overstep those and do a lot of, you know, hurtful things. So that's another thing. So how does everyone handle being hurt? Because I know I have moments where if I'm very hurt, I can react in a a disrespectful way. 
because of the hurt that I feel. And I can't really just sit myself down and be like, you know, you don't need to respond to it. Sometimes I feel like I need to go to that extra limit well, to show somebody. Actually, yeah, actually <laughs> diving into that, I, I find it interesting. Like, do black women, do you feel the need to kind of like change how you approach things just so you won't be labeled as like the hood rat ghetto ass girlfriend who's coming at her boyfriend? I don't change things. Me personally. Okay. Okay. I kind of let my reactions be what they are. I'm not saying they're right because I'm kind of like how you are. Sometimes I can control how I react. Sometimes I can't. So I think it all depends on if you're in a good place or a dark place in life. Personally, I do. I feel like how you react. Whatever is in your headspace, that's how you're going to react. Right. And sometimes I know I wasn't. I feel like I was so hurt, and then I wasn't in a headspace where I could actually like sit down and have a conversation like for instance i'll give you guys an example so with my last relationship um one of the areas i felt like i could have been a little bit i could have did differently was that there was a situation like an argument that we were having i don't even know why we were arguing but it was like i got so fed up with not being listened to and like it's like everything was just it was like talking to a brick wall I just got up with a bottle of water and started dumping it across his forehead. I just kept talk, talking my shit and dumping the you know, bottle of water. It was like, oh, what you going to do now? And stuff like that. Of course, at the end, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. But I feel like I feel like as black women and men, we need to do what we say we're going to do and mean what we're going to say by it. I don't like I know that we can say things out of anger, but that's when you need to really Think about what's coming out of your mouth so you don't say things or hurtful things or do hurtful things to people because sometimes people can't come back from that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I really agree because once you say something, you generally, you can't take it back. Mm -hmm. um, so with, like, wrapping this up in Black love, do you feel that us as Black people, we have examples in our lives of how love should work? Of course. I believe we do, but I think uh, in general as black people, it's still a learning and growing experience. We're still, especially as like black African Americans, as they call us here, mm -hmm. because our history is just different. I mean, I won't mm -hmm. say all the way different, but it's different. It's definitely different. And I think we're still, we're getting there, we're recovering, but it's taking a lot of work for us to dismiss what we normally know as tradition versus where we're headed at now. Yeah, because I know a lot of people, they, um, especially African-Americans, you know, they refer to how our families historically were always broken up. Right. And, and with that, I, I tend to see that a lot in um, black relationships, you know, single mothers, single fathers. Mm -hmm. There's not really that what people call a quote unquote family structure. Mm -hmm. So I always wonder, does that take a like a toll or does that affect how we view relationships? Of course. I think so. Because yeah. we get so used to, oh, we can do it on our own. I love myself that I can do this and I can do that. And then sometimes you got to replace that I with the we to mm -hmm. help get the bigger picture to come together. But yeah. was it work in progress? I mean, when you've been the one in control for so long, it's kind of hard to like, hey, here's somebody who's willing to be my partner to kind of relinquish, you know, that, that control. Because mm -hmm. it's always you. It's always being you. Right. So. And it's also hard to 
I feel like, you know, it's hard for, I feel like it's for black women and black men, but it's really hard for us. Like, it's really hard for women to say me, too. I don't know if anybody else agrees with this, but I feel like everybody has a motive. I need to know that your motive is in the same track that I'm going with. Like, everyone, Mm -hmm. like, there's so many men out here that are looking just to lay up and just, just sit there and just take everything that you can and then just leave you just dried up shriveled without any type of energy and you done spent stuff into it. And it's the mm. same thing with women too. Yeah. Because there's women out there that have been trained to be like, oh, okay, I need a man to do this. I need a man to do this with me. And I'm one of the women that, you know, my dad raised me to be independent. So it's hard for me to submit to a man when I know I can do it myself. And if it's not going to be done to the way I like it, then I kind of like throw my hands up, which I'm trying to work on because I need to find a healthy way to just sit there and let someone in to basically do the teamwork thing. So it's not just I, 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 because it's always women out here. I feel, especially on Valentine's Day, I can do it by myself. I don't need no man. I don't need that all by myself. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. You can do it by yourself, but it's like being in a relationship. It's like you guys are coming together Together. and building, working towards what you guys want, which is family. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest, I mean, there's a lot of single mothers out here doing it by themselves. And not saying that you guys cannot do it. You guys can because you guys, you know, do it all the time. You show people all the time that you guys can do it. But it's just. Sometimes, like, I want to know, do you come to a point where you're like, okay, well, enough is enough. I want to be with someone, too. Or is it kind of like, I'm scared. Let me just back up and just be by myself. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I think it's, um, and some of it, 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 it is all mind frame and how you think about it. Because, you know, working with someone in a partnership I don't necessarily consider that submitting to someone. I, I consider that, you know, both parties working together. Compromising. Compromising, right? I consider it that. Is. But a lot of people do consider that submitting. And um, I just think it's, it's just how you approach the situation and think about it. See, I think submissive is when you know that both of y'all are good at doing something, mm-hmm. but one person may not want to do it, and the other person's kind of like, uh, I don't want to either, but I'll submit in this case, and mm-hmm. I'll do it. Because, you know, in relationships, clearly with each partner, there's going to be strengths and weaknesses between mm-hmm. each. I prefer to, wherever I'm weak at, my partner picks up where I'm weak at. Yes. Wherever they weak at, I pick up where right. they're, right. you know, weak at. But then, you know, you'll have those common things in common that y'all are just both extraordinarily good at, probably even extraordinarily bad at. Mm -hmm. And you got to figure out, like, well, who's going to take on this? Who's going to... I think that's where the... It's like a compromise, but certain things Mm -hmm. will be a submission, in my opinion. I think it depends. But my thing is, like, what do you think about, you know, what used to be considered tradition where, you know, the man works, he's the breadwinner, and... The female basically stays home and handles the household and the kids. Like, you still have some people that, you know, believe in that tradition mm-hmm. as well. I personally feel like that's a whole bunch of bullshit. It's a scam. It's a whole scam because I feel like that is a whole Eurocentric idea. I feel like mm-hmm. if you take time to investigate, like, Eastern cultures and specifically African cultures, Many times they had matriarchs. They had women who were leading, uh, women who were warriors, men who were warriors, and it just happened that way organically. 
the idea of men do this and women do this really didn't come into play until white people started trying to take over. I agree. And I I feel like today, I feel like most people are fighting against that now because women can do it. Women can go out and make money. And men, you know, if they choose and it works for them to stay at home to support their wife and take care of the kids, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with it either. I prefer, I don't want to be a wife that stays at home with the kids. Like, I want to have my own thing too because, of course, I want to have my own money. And I think it also comes from, I don't want to ever be told, oh, well, I did this. Like, I'm the one who has the money. You can't do nothing with my money. Like, I don't want to be told that. Because I'm not going to say that to someone else. Like, I don't care if, like, I'm the breadwinner and right now you don't have a job Mm -hmm. and I'm helping us. I'm never going to throw it in your face that I'm helping you when we're doing it together. Because, you know, I can't stand it. I can't stand a throw in the face ass. (laughs) Oh, Mm. I cannot. I can't stand it. Like, I've had plenty of relationships where, like, it's been back and forth where, like, either I didn't have a job and they had a job. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just get frustrated. Oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm just like, I would never. It's like, it's like, it's like a slap in the face. It doesn't feel like it's teamwork. It's like you're doing it just to say or throw it back in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of times I feel like we picture our relationships also of how we see our parents. True. My parents have been divorced since I was five years old. Same. I've seen other different family members that have been married for a long time. Um, But have I seen a healthy relationship? Yeah, like with friends and family, but I've never seen one directly in my household. Right. Because I've known both of my parents have gone through terminalist relationships even with together so it's kind of like i try to learn from the mistakes that they have done so then i don't like you know do a generational curse and produce that in my relationships um but i also feel like that's why i picked some of the men that i picked because they remind me of my father and i don't yep. even think about it until it's at the end and i'm like oh why did i see it no for real people say people say that you know um in general we date our parents. That's pretty much, you know, how yeah. those are the people that establish like how we trust people, how we love people, how we do this. Because for me personally, I feel, um, I honestly, I haven't seen a healthy quote unquote productive relationship, relationship. period. Like, um, even point. like the ones around me, most people I've seen have been divorced. Both of my parents have been married multiple times. So I don't necessarily have the best view of relationships and marriage. And I'm learning as I get older. That does affect how I look at relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like relationships don't get as deep to me because that's what I see. Yeah, I could understand that. And then I was told by somebody that sometimes we might not, might not, be set to be with just one person throughout our lifetime. Right. Sometimes we're meant to have like, I'm not going to say multiple, multiple loves, but you're supposed to experience different types of loves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what overall helps you decide what you want in your overall love. Cause somebody exactly. Gonna... Uh, there was actually a study that was done um, that said that the average person has three loves in their life. <laughs> and the first love is your biggest heartbreak. Your second love generally is the hardest love you'll ever have. And then your third love is generally the one that's supposed to last, according to that study. But, yeah, I agree. 
I've been trying to count down my three. <laughs> I don't even know if I made it to my three yet. So I don't even know which one was which. <laughs> now, on that topic of dating, do you guys believe that you can be considered pro-black dating outside of your race? Okay, well, I would be happy to start again. Um, I feel like it, to me, I feel like, yes, you can. But it's all dependent on, like, the totality of your um, your dating pool. Because I feel like if you have dated a mixture of races and you just happen to end up, we'll just say, with a white woman or a white man, yes, I think you could still be pro-black. Now, mm-hmm. however, if you have only dated white people or have only dated Latinx people, no, I don't think that you could be considered pro-black because you're not open to dating black men Within and women. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna agree, I can with, agree that. with that. I like that one. I feel like, because I've had an interracial relationship, I dated a white man, but I felt like he was eager to learn about black history or come to an understanding of there may be some trigger moments that I may not be comfortable with and he would not be comfortable seeing me in that position. So I like that point. Um, I feel like if there are boundaries set and there is a just a firm understanding, then yes, you can be pro-black. And I do feel like if you are open to dating, not just your race, but all races, then yes, you can be like that. But I know that there's men and women that prefer just one race that's outside of their race. And it's not to say that there's something wrong with that. I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate... Preference. Preference. I yeah, hate it. it's my I hate preference. It. Because and it's nothing's wrong with having a preference. But, but please do, do not you... talk to me about oh I don't date black women because they're loud and angry when you never dated a black woman ever. Well, my thing and with, we're not all like that either. Exactly. Black people are not a monolith. You know, you're gonna meet trashy whoever, no right. matter what race you come in with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when it comes down to preference, yes, everybody has preferences on what they like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for you, great. But I really wish people would take the time to like actually think about, okay, why is this my preference? Why am I solely attracted to this? And what have I learned? To make me attracted to this. Because for me, yeah, I had a preference. And I only dated Latinx people, white people, or extremely light-skinned black people. And the reason I did that was because my father was very anti-black. And that is what I learned. And as a young black man, I learned that in order to either be successful or what is considered to move to the next level was to date whatever was in proximity to whiteness. Oh wow. wow. That really? was a deep one. That, yeah, that was, was a deep, really deep one. <laughs> I was a, a lot of us were raised like that. Because I'm not even gonna lie, like, but my dad has dated a range of all people. Like my dad has dated plenty of people. And my mom she's dated primarily I'm trying to think. Yeah, white and black. So she's has a range, but she has a preference as well. Um I have I don't have a preference. I feel like I I like who I like and uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of experience with I mean, my parents. They were only with each other until my right. father passed, so 
Oh, your parents had a long marriage. Yeah, yes. yeah they did. Oh, like, I want the type of love they had. Even too. when my um my father was paralyzed, my right. mother did not put him in the home. She cared for him herself See, until he passed. Love right there. Right. You know, that's a deep love. That's that real black love. That's the black love that I'm trying to tell my grandkids about. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I I just want under the black love conversation. I just under that I just really want this new generation of black children to understand the beauty within blackness and understand that you can find love in blackness like Mm -hmm. unfortunately i feel like the media that we have what we're consuming it does speak to us that you know the only way to get what you want is to find something that is in proximity to whiteness and unfortunately i have yet to see the media really push black love like that have you guys no with certain people like with certain with, celebrity couples i would say celebrity couples or certain networks like you know bet tribe but as much as they try to put those shows on there for some odd reason they don't last or mm-hmm. i know I, I wonder i don't know if that's the writing i don't know if that's the network it makes you question why don't they last but then you see shows like uh blackish mixed ish you know mm-hmm. i like those shows and they seem to have spinoffs grownish mm-hmm. and i like i have it, a love hate relationship but... with those shows <laughs> <laughs> i really do no i really do i i i appreciate the fact that they're putting you know black in it's too front perfect. but i feel like those shows are not made for black people they're made for white people yeah and that is the primary issue that i have because mm-hmm. with those type of shows they only show blackness in one light like unfortunately media only wants black people to look a certain way you Mm -hmm. have to be mixed ish looking or if you're black you need to have a loose curly hair texture because that's what's quote-unquote acceptable i have yet to see two dark-skinned people be in a healthy relationship on tv yeah i've never seen that (laughs) because i'm trying to think because even with like you know shows like the game i know tammy and walker have their show coming out in march on we tv what it was the um the, what's the marriage boot camp? Okay. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's a perfect generation. That's really black. I love. feel like they're really yeah. black love because, because Papoose waited that whole time when Remy was locked up, mm-hmm. and she was gone for eight years. And it, it's so sad that they don't really push like stories like that because really anytime i see a black couple on tv it's a dark-skinned man with a super light-skinned woman who's racially ambiguous most of the time it is i will agree with that or like even the the, like some of the interracial couples are not really that much exposed like robert de niro had a black wife and not a lot of people know that I uh, I did not know that skin. I did not know that until we had that conversation yesterday. That plays ghost. His wife is white. Yes, and they talk. And they, I love the way that he stood up for his wife. Like you know, like you know, I like interracial couples that work like that. Like you're not going to talk about one or the other. We're going to stand together. We're going to stand as a team. Like you know, you know what I've always wondered because I actually never got to the point to have this conversation when I was in an interracial relationship. But I always wonder. 
Like, what happens when you get to the nigga conversation? Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, because I, I don't know. In my mind, it, in my mind, I feel like I feel like you. I feel like do do they oh, ask? Do like, is it okay? Or it's not okay to say it at all. <laughs> no, but I'm not saying like, do they ask? ask. Do That's they what ask. I'm saying. Do they ask? Is it okay to say? Or what happens when you're in an interracial relationship? Let's just say, for instance, with a white person, and you just come home and you like that nigga this, that nigga that, and then they're just looking at you like, or you, <laughs> or you have that song come on that you're you're both listening right. to, and they actually may let it slip. Like what happens there? <laughs> okay, so when I was dating my white guy Chaz in Iowa. <laughs> okay, put him out there. No, we still don't get turns. Like okay. we, we still cool. But um I uh it's just that like we didn't have that conversation because I didn't say it in front of him. And when I did vent, I did not because at that time I was I was a junior in high school. Yeah. I really wasn't saying it like that. Unless it was in a song and I was singing it and stuff like that. Yin-yang twins. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So, yeah. picture yourself in a relationship now with how old you are now. Uh-huh. Like, with you're, you're with a white man. Uh-huh. And how would you handle that conversation now? Like, like talking like how I would? Like, yes, like, now. Like, <laughs> 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 I mean, like, I... I, I, to be honest with you, I probably be like, nah, because you don't understand. These niggas over here trying me, baby. I ain't trying to be like this to them. But, like, you know, they really pissing me off. I would just want him to nod his head and be like, you know what, babe? You got this. Give <laughs> me inspirational, but you better not say that. Don't let it slip. Because I'm going to look at you like, what you just say? And I don't, like, you're not going to ask me for permission because I feel like you shouldn't need to say that word. It, it's like... How I feel it's about like their word is that it's our word. Yeah, it's our word. Speaking of, so. Because I, I ain't going to call, myself. I ain't going to like, oh, yeah, your family and bunch of crackers. It, it, I ain't going to say that. Exactly. Because I don't want you to turn around and be like, oh, we all you niggas. Or you all you colors. Like, I wish you would. Like, no, we won't have a whole bag. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So, how do y'all feel about people who are in interracial relationships giving people the pass or or the black card to say it? They don't have That's pass. Your no, it's no. That is all your choice because if if your person get cussed out or get it get yeah. their butt whooped, that is all on you, bro. My because I can't give it to them. No, 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 I mean there are but there are plenty of people who give don't give it to them because what they do that in public, you gotta answer that. That's your that's your relationship. That's still your relationship. You are taking that. No, I'm giving a pass. I'm gonna give you guys for instance. With okay, so this is why I feel like it's not okay to give. Like if that's what you want to do, that's solely up in your relationship, and that's all like between you guys. But when my last world doesn't work that way. My not my last ex, but the ex before that. We both were going into a restaurant with my grandmother, who is Caucasian, and she said, oh, is this Black People's Day Out? Wow. Now, be, <laughs> yeah, shout out. She's very outspoken. Oh. But, <laughs> like, that's the reason why. Because, I mean, she's older, so she probably said it and wasn't thinking, but still. Um, it's just in those moments, I'm not trying to be embarrassed. I'm not trying to be embarrassed because of what you said. 
I'm not trying to pull people back from whooping your ass because you decided to say a word that you should have not said. I don't care. Dating any person of color or does not give you the right to sit there and say any racial slurs. I don't care if you sing it in a song. You better sing it in the bathroom where I can't sit hear it. No, I won't. But I won't have say some that. Couples that joke like that that will yes, that they're very that in their household. Did y'all know that's what they household? Wait, they yeah, right, right. I think it should be. The but did y'all know that some couples they actually do race play? Oh, no. uh, is yes. that a thing? That is a thing. Mm-mm. I did some. I did some research. <laughs> we stop playing math. No. Yes, they come Mandingo home and, 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 and right. <laughs> Now we can play African Mandingo Warrior. I'm a Mandy. I mean, I'm an uh, African princess, and you about to take. I'm trying to take. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like actually. I I, I read it and I saw it, and I immediately just shut down because I'm like, I cannot imagine coming home to the sound of a whip. Just like I couldn't really imagine Paula Dean having a slavery themed wedding, and I was like, I will never oh, eat your okay. pecans and This is this is slightly off topic, but on topic is it's about love, but not specifically black love. Okay, y'all, do y'all sign out white people who love to go to plantations for like weddings and stuff like that, or have them there? Ooh, I know I would have never spent my money at the Crescent or anything else that's I don't it's care. A I, I, it's a plantation. Oh, okay. and I not. I have I have I actually not. turned down two actually no I've turned down three weddings I've turned down three weddings because they were on a plantation I'm like y'all really out here dancing on the bodies of black people and trees that's okay yeah not me I'm sorry and then like with the crescent it's a little uh white house on the corner of what is that Patterson or and but. Gordon. They just recently started allowing black people to have... A, so why would I want to spend my money or give you my money and you just recently going to start? So that's what you want? My money? Exactly. So pretty much, you guys, uh, it looks like it's almost time for us to wrap up. So, uh, you know, we're going to spin it over to Cassie real quick. All right. And here is our black note of the day. All right. We have Marie Van Britton Brown who actually invented the first home security system. She was a black okay. nurse, a full-time nurse. A safe queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she actually devised a system that will alert her strangers, her strangers at her door and contact the relevant authorities as quickly as possible. Okay. Nice. I'm definitely here for that because we need security. Definitely. All the time. Well, you guys, that is the Black Note of the Day. Go ahead and add that to your study guide. We want to keep you here, so make sure you catch us next time. Also, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know how you feel about Black love, your ideas on interracial relationships, and we'll catch you next class.